0: Episode 779 Enrolled, Not Sold.
1: You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official b i podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, doctor Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you and where are you?
1: Well, right now, I am in Santa Barbara. I'm uh, working with uh, Jack Canfield doing a training program uh, with him. I'm um, really uh, pleased that he invited me to help him with the coaching program this week. And last week, I was um, in the founding region of BNI in Southern California, and I did a Ask the Founder event. So um, I mean, it's great to actually be traveling again. I bet. So who do you have with us today? I have a really good friend, Scott DeMullen. Uh, Scott is a fellow member of the Transformational Leadership Council, TLC. Um, He is also good friends with uh, Jack Canfield. He's a business growth engineer authority. Uh, He's an elite sales trainer, human performance mentor, and communications expert that uh, gets results. He runs an international conscious business development consulting and training business since 1989, and he's helped his clients generate over $1 billion in client benefits. He's also a 14-year member. Of the Transformational Leadership Council. I'm really, really pleased to have on BNI Podcast Scott DeMullen. Scott, welcome.
2: Thanks, Ivan. Flattered to be here. Appreciate the opportunity to contribute to such a great organization and BNI and the the uh, you know the, the the community that you've created to help grow business. So flattered to be here.
1: Well, it's a pleasure having you. We now have over 10,800 chapters in more than 76 countries around the world. It's kind of become Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> so um I love the topic. We, we talked about this, uh, I think it was at a TLC meeting um, on, on my phone, uh, the idea of enrolled and not sold, which is, I think, so true in, in B&I. We, we're, we're a little bit, well. Um, we're focused on doing referrals. And referrals are really about enrollment as opposed to selling. Um, so there are a few things that that I know you'd like to talk about. One is trust. So what's the importance of trust and reputation and character in terms of enrolling people versus selling? to
2: them. Right. Well, obviously, you know, many people don't like to be sold and, and a lot of people don't like to sell. You know, they may have a great product, a great idea, a great service, but they have a hard time transitioning and how to communicate that to the prospective client or patient. And um, I, ca- I say enrolled, not sold, because our goal really is not to sell someone facts, features, and benefits about what we do, but to enroll them for their needs and wants. And I think you coined a great term called premature solicitation where people often, you know, try and, you know, push the sale as opposed to building a relationship. And that is the foundation of that is trust. Uh, you and I have a mutual yeah. friend, Stephen M. Mark Covey, who wrote the book, The Speed of Trust. And quite honestly, when trust exists, the speed of business goes much faster and the cost of business is reduced dramatically. So, and the opposite's true. It's a
1: force multiplier, isn't it's it? Trust is a force multiplier. So
2: significant. And when trust isn't there, it's more expensive to advertise and market and uh, business slows way down. So trust is a critical ingredient in sales.
1: One of, one of my favorite sayings in his book is, um, you can't talk your way out of something you behaved your way into.
2: <laughs> and, you know, there's a one of my favorites out of the book too is is that, even if you tell the truth, but leave the wrong impression, it's still inaccurate. It's still, you're still eroding yeah. trust. So it's so critical that, that you don't just try to look good, but you also be good. I say don't look good, but be good. And that's uh, in this day and age with the, uh, the advent of being able to throw up a website or a, uh, a podcast, uh, you can fake it for a while, but until you deliver, you're going to have uh, shortcomings.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So trust, absolutely critical in enrolling people. What about uh, overcoming fear?
2: Well, it's interesting if you look up fear in the dictionary, Ivan, it's the uh, the anticipation that you're about to do something you don't feel prepared for. So instead of winging it, instead of you know just taking shortcuts or trying to to purchase extra advertising or marketing or awareness for your market, um, if you if you really prepare yourself, uh, you know, if, if you prepare yourself for what's coming up, like we teach platform speakers all over the world. And getting on stage, some people have some anticipation, anxiety, or fear. And the truth is, the reason they feel that, as you know from speaking on stage many, many times, is that they don't really prepare. Uh, they aren't ready for any possible you know, change or advent in, in the, uh, the conversation that they're having. So if you prepare yourself, uh, fear doesn't have to be an emotional response.
1: Have you, have you found that at all? I mean, I get a little nervous before I go up and speak. Uh, to a, a large audience, but I find that that gives me a little adrenaline when I go up yeah. uh, to actually do a presentation. How, how do you integrate that into your thought?
2: Well, here? typical fight or flight, you know, energy is going to happen anyway when you get ready to go on stage. Uh, the question is, how do you interpret that energy? One person interprets it as fear and they freeze. The other person interprets it as excitement and now they know they're ready to go. And if you do prepare, if you know the anatomy and syntax of a good quality speech, and you can deliver and you have a mind map so you don't lose your spot, it's very easy to overcome that fear and just change the meaning and change the outcome.
1: Scott, that's probably the best definition of what I experienced that I've ever heard. That's a really good definition. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and I know a lot of BNI members feel that way too. When they, you know, even when they have to just stand up and do their weekly presentation, they get really nervous. And so that's a great thing. If you're listening to this podcast, write that down, because that uh, you should share that with people who are uh, nervous before they do their their weekly presentation. All right. You also um, wanted, I think, to talk a little bit about l- leveraging uh, the one-to-the-many approach. Do you want to talk about that at all?
2: Yeah. One thing I love about BNI, obviously, you know, the interactions, the one-to-one meetings, the referrals, so, 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 so valuable. And at some point, if you want to leverage that, uh, there is a way, instead of investing more time meeting one-to-one once you've accomplished that, to be able to communicate one-to-many and i believe that you know communication is 90% of your success in sales and in business you know first communicate with yourself then with your your staff and your clients and your customers and your marketplace so conscious communications are critical and if you can do that and get leverage by communicating one to many uh, which whether it means going out and doing a lunch and learn whether it means doing something like this where a podcast where you're reaching many many people if you can educate and not just sell, if you can ask, don't tell, if you can get great questions out there, doesn't it make sense that you're going to have better enrollment and engagement? And you know, my belief is that you know, if you can leverage yourself in talking to multiple potential clients at a time as opposed to just one, uh, that's working smart, not hard. Listen. What
1: Scott's talking about here, members, as you listen to this, is exactly what you need to do in BNI. It's about educating people and and explaining what it is that you do. Not, you know, it's, you're not going to a BNI meeting to sell. You're going to a BNI meeting to to train a sales force. And so uh, I think that's uh, really the way to leverage the one to many approach. Great suggestion. Uh, all right. So a great product or service doesn't guarantee success. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, and I'll give you a specific example of a client, Ivan. I had a a woman who had a background in perfume technology, and she went uh, and got into a relationship with a farmer and and moved to the farm. And she had this mouse. She was in the in a truck uh, out on the farm, and she had this mouse crawl up her leg, and it just freaked her out. And as a result, she ended. Freaking. It would freak most people out, and she ended up creating a product that was an all natural rodent repellent that had no. Uh, chemicals. It was safe for the environment, safe for pets and families, and so forth. And she had already gotten, uh, you, you know, uh, FDA approval for bringing this to the market and so forth. It took her two years, but her sales, her sales were stagnant, about eight hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year. So I took her and taught her how to tell the story on radio, on television, and media. And we gave her some research, and this is what I mean by wow statements, research, and trends. We discovered that you know, if you just say, hey, I've got this all-natural rodent repellent, people go, okay, great. But if you s- educate them on the needs and the wants and the changes and the challenges that they're experiencing if they don't have it, for example, did you know that there's uh, 1.6 million house fires over the last 10 years? And 8% of those house fires are suspected to be caused by a mouse or a rat chewing through the electrical wiring in a house. Now all of a sudden that that need or want is exponentially higher on the chart as opposed to just telling them they need a rodent repellent. So right, you know, there's also you know 35 known diseases that mice and rats cause. Uh, one is an often fatal lung disease called hantavirus. So if you educate these people on, you know, letting them know they have a need and not telling them they have to buy, now they're buying to solve their problems, their needs and wants, and not being you know, forced solutions down their throat, which is what most salespeople attempt to do.
1: Great example. And this is what BNI members need to do when they're talking about their businesses, talk about the, the impact that it has, what Andy Bounds calls the afters. What it's, what's it going to be like after you do what it is that you do? I think that's a, a great message. Thank you. Uh, well, we're almost out of time. Uh, can you tell us what some of the biggest mistakes are when enrolling clients?
2: Well, I think I, I touched on one and that, you know, that's obviously trying to sell the facts and features. And that's again, not why people buy. Yeah. You want them to position you as an expert, not as a salesperson. So through education, through sharing the trends and understanding their needs and wants. Now you have permission to ask, don't tell, don't sell, Yeah, ask for their reasons and not ours. All
1: right. Uh, Scott, your websites are um, engagefromyourstage.com. That's engagefromyourstage.com. We'll have it in the transcript. And scottdemullen.com. We'll have that with the spelling in the transcript as well. Any last thought before we wrap up? Well,
2: if, do we have time for a very quick story, Ivan? A quick story. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in 1883, there was a gentleman named Walter Russell, and he was uh, he, he was a teenager going through art school, and he decided in the summer to go get a job at the uh local hotel and he The only available job was as a bellman at the time, and so he took the job and they were, he was told that over the summer that the bellman would earn not a great salary but in at the time in eighteen eighty three about a hundred dollars in tips over the course of the summer and The first day on the job after he got hired, he you know went to the front desk and he took the bags to the the big cases in this case they were trunks to the room and he was offered a tip. And he said, you know what? He refused the tip. He said, you know, I, I receive a salary. I love my job. And he went back to the seller of the hotel and tried to evaluate that message that he had received. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to be the best bellboy that ever existed who never took a tip. Now, if we did that in today and age, in this day and age, and I live in Las Vegas, and if you didn't take a tip, they'd probably see if you have a drug policy to make sure that, you know, that you're okay. But he did, he responded to every request with the alacrity of a steel trap. He, he worked real hard all summer and these people of influence were simply overwhelmed by his commitment to customer service, to hospitality. And they started inviting him to dinner parties and yachting trips and vacations and holidays. And the management said, well, we don't allow guests to have social interactions with our staff. And they said, well, either you change the policy for him or we'll go stay somewhere else so we can. And that's the kind of uh, relationship building that sales is really about. And here's what's great. At the end of the summer, yeah. instead of having $100 in tips, he had $800 in commissions for artwork because he was going through art school and they found out what his interests were. And he had five offers for legal adoption. And the most important thing, Ivan, is that you know, 21 years later, He had during his time there, he had gotten up early to get cow's milk for an infant who needed special care. 21 years later, he went to that infant's wedding. And that's my belief. As you think long-term and build relationships instead of short-term transactions, you'll be successful in sales.
1: That's a great message, Scott. Thank you so much for sharing it. I really appreciate it. It's great having you on BNI Podcast. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Priscilla, back to you.
0: Okay, perfect. Thanks so much for the great information. This podcast is sponsored by MeisnerAudioPrograms.com. These audio programs will provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your b experience. So check out the great material available to you at MeisnerAudioPrograms.com and use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the b Foundation. Thanks so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BI Podcast.